The practice of insight meditation, which we'll be engaging in through this retreat, is essentially the process of exploring what it means for us to be awake. Exploring what is possible for us, what is supportive in the process of waking up more and more fully to our experience, to our life. And we can notice if we reflect or if we've spent any time engaged in meditative practices or just reflected on the activity of our inner world, how much we will have noticed, I imagine, how much of our time we spend somewhat lost, unconscious, drifting, spinning, struggling, or just sort of floating away in mental activity, in patterns of thinking, of reactivity, of distractedness, that we're not necessarily even aware are taking place a good amount of the time. But as we become aware of this, we see that a lot of that energy is kind of being, we could say wasted or not necessarily applied in a useful way. A lot of that time is, is not really fulfilling or meaningful for our lives. And when we're not really conscious, when we're not awake, when we're not aware of what's happening, as it's happening, we often find ourselves caught up in patterns of behavior, both internally in our thinking and equally in our lives, in our activity. We find ourselves caught up in patterns of behavior that do not serve our greater well-being and do not serve the well-being of others and of the world. And so out of care and compassion for ourselves and for others, out of care and compassion for the world, we seek to establish ourselves more fully in this possibility that is available to us of being awake, which is to simply know where we are and what is happening right here in any given moment. It's not about having some particular or spectacular or spiritual or sublime experience, although such experiences can arise. It's not about avoiding things that might be difficult, painful, confusing, contracted or distressing, although such experiences may also arise. It's really much more about developing the capacity to meet what is here and exploring and learning for ourselves what contributes to our ability both to see, to recognize what's happening, to be able to be present in a more sustained way, to be less unconscious, to spend less time lost and submerged, it seems, in unawareness. Understanding that 
from a place of unawareness, we cannot really comprehend and respond skillfully to what's taking place. And so much of our time we can be lost in the world of past and future. In fact, the uh, greatly respected and much-loved teacher in Thailand in the 20th century, Ajahn, which means teacher, Ajahn Buddhadasa, which means servant of the Buddha, though he would sometimes say it's more like slave of the Buddha. Um, he was once asked, Ajahn Buddhadasa was asked, how would you describe the world? And he responded, just three words, he said, lost in, th- in thinking. And it's an interesting phrase, isn't it? So much of the time we can find ourselves lost in thinking. It's not to make thinking into somehow the problem. It's really that tendency to become lost in it. Thinking has its place and its value. Although as we establish ourselves in meditation, we also learn what it means to to put that down. Not to push it away, not to judge it or reject it, but to begin to disentangle ourselves from the habitual and often unconscious engagement and in fact entanglement with thinking activity that so much of the time we're not even aware is taking place. So in the meditation practice this process of becoming awake, of bringing ourselves more fully into a condition in which we are not unaware, in which we have some ability to comprehend and to be in touch with the immediacy of our experience. This practice is something that takes time and that is supported by a process of simplifying as we, as Gavin was speaking about last night, of putting things down, not adding things to what's already here. And in the context of of the meditation, part of the way we simplify initially is by gathering our attention in a particular field or area of our experience. And we use the body as a foundation for attention because the body's more steady than the mind. It moves less quickly. It's somewhat less fleeting which is not to say that it's somehow fixed or unchanging, but there's something more stabilizing in giving our attention to body. Feeling our body, getting to know our body as a reference, as a grounding place. And in our lives we can often not give so much attention to our body. We tend to use the body for our purposes. And yet, in fact, there is much to be discovered within this body. And this body is an immense support for us, this human body, this organic living structure. And as we attend to the body, which is always happening right here and right now, we come more into the present. The mind can go to past or future so quickly. But the body's here. Whenever we turn back to the body, connect with the body, are in touch with our 
bodily experience, we're naturally also in touch with where we are. And in that way it's a a wonderful resource in the development of meditation. And within our body, the two primary things that stand out when we're sitting relatively still, as we will be, is the posture, the sense of how the body feels in a sitting posture. It kind of tells us we're sitting as opposed to sort of standing on our head or walking or some other thing. And also the breathing that's taking place within the body. That's part of the experience of body. And that also expresses our participation in life and in the world around us as we inhale and exhale sharing the precious element of air with all living things. And so this sense of body, sitting, breathing is a framework in which we can become established, in which we can ground ourselves in the immediacy of our life. Seeing the the tendency to become interested in figuring out the future. And of course to do so we end up trying to understand the past because that's the only way we can predict and attempt to anticipate the future which has not yet come. But the past is gone. Of course we can learn things from the past and it's important we do. But in the context of the meditation the invitation is to put it down. To let this time be just for now. Not needing to figure out the past. Not needing to prepare for the future. But to see what might be discovered. Of value. Of benefit. What might be that serves our life. In giving ourselves more fully and wholeheartedly. To the simple immediacy of where we are. And that sense of giving ourselves, rather than just something that we are sort of doing to ourselves or is being done to us if we try and follow the rules or the instructions or however we might relate to things. That sense of giving ourselves. In fact, meditation practice is a way of offering an extending of our capacity for wakefulness to give that to our experience, is to give ourselves to our life. And in that there is the potential for receiving remarkable fruit, benefit. But it also is an unpredictable journey. We can't know how it will unfold for us, whether it will be delightful, difficult, boring or engaging and all those experiences are quite likely to be part of the experience so to not use any such experience as a basis for evaluating your meditation but just to give yourself to the process and see what you encounter what you experience what you discover So while we gather our attention with the breathing in the body, 
We're not seeking to exclude or reject other experiences. Maybe a little bit like if we're having a conversation with someone in a room where there are a number of other conversations. It's not like we tell everyone else, you've got to shut up, I'm talking to my friend. Well, I hope we don't. But we just focus on the listening to this particular stream of words that our friend might be saying. And so too, when we turn and focus our attention towards the body and the breath, the experience that's there, it's in that sense of, oh, here's the conversation that I'm inviting, that I'm interested in having, that I've chosen, or that I'm just checking out to see what happens if I talk to this, you could say person, if I talk to this part of my experience by giving it attention. Obviously, I'm not literally suggesting you start talking to your body and you know asking too many questions, but in another way, just sort of, how, how is it right now for my body? That's not a bad way to start the conversation. What do I feel? How is it to be sitting here? With the breathing in my body, what is it that lets me know that this body is breathing right now? So it's not like an intellectual question, not trying to explain or justify the experience, but just what helps me become interested, engaged, perhaps a little curious, but also gently taking care of our experience as we attend to it. So the other experiences that may arise for us as we're sitting and we're being invited to give attention to the body, to the posture, to the breathing, inevitably other things will come. There'll be the sounds from around us and we can just hear them. Sounds are not a distraction or a disturbance unless we become entangled in, a, in some kind of process where we believe either they shouldn't be going on or somehow that they're particularly meaningful to me and I need to do something with that. So sounds will come and go from outside, from inside the hall, from outside in the grounds, from inside our bodies perhaps at times, or our neighbours' bodies. That's the nature of experience. When we have ears that can hear, we hear sounds. Not to make a problem of them. And likewise, there may be thoughts, images or feelings that arise for you. And not to get into a struggle with them. To not to imagine they somehow shouldn't be here because I'm meditating. But if they arise, to know also that our intention. And our practice at this time is to not pick them up. Not needing to reject them or push them away or tell them to be quiet. But just to not pick them up. In the same way as if you're sitting with a friend and you're talking in a, maybe say, a restaurant where there's a number of other conversations. You just kind of keep your focus with your friend. You wouldn't, it wouldn't be that great if you just started listening to someone else's conversation and ignoring your friend. They wouldn't feel so good. You probably wouldn't feel so good. And it's that same sort of quality. It's like, okay, so I, oh, that sounded like an interesting thing in that conversation over there. But actually, no, I'm here to be with my friend. Maybe I want to talk to the other person later. But no, I'm going to be here with my friend. So we kind of do that sense of just gathering ourselves in, drawing ourselves back, without in any way judging ourselves for the fact that our attention might be drawn to other places. That there might be a sense of, oh, something else that seems interesting. 
but just staying with the intention to when we notice, when we're able to, gather the attention back and then sustaining the attention, allowing the attention to deepen into the experience. And in this way, over time, our capacity to connect, to sustain and to deepen this quality of wakefulness, of attentiveness, of mindfulness, it begins to grow. And this is something of real value and benefit. So, just bringing your attention into your body as you're sitting here right now, if it's not already there. Just feeling the way your body rests on the earth. The firmness, the solidity, the hardness, or whatever it is that you notice as your body presses down, the force of gravity draws your body down to the earth. And in the way, the way that the earth beneath, through the seat or the cushion or bench or whatever, the way the earth beneath just pushes up against that weight. So we kind of feel the way we are met. Because of course if it didn't push up, we'd sink down into it. And we don't. It's like we're being supported here. There is support and we can allow ourselves to rest upon that support of what we can here call earth. That solidity, that element of firmness. And just then taking a moment to let your attention move up through your torso, from the pelvis, through spine, neck, head. Having a sense of the way the body rises up into the sky and just again acknowledging that there's space here for this. There's room for your body to be upright. In fact, there's lots of room right above you. Even if it might feel like there's quite a few people nearby around you, there's lots of room above you. And just sensing what that is, as if the head were just a little light, not light-headed, but just not heavy upon the shoulders. As if it were to lift into the sky. That quality of intentionality. And just checking that there's some space, the open space between the pelvis and the breastbone, sternum. So we're not leaning forward and collapsing or crushing the abdomen and all the organs which are a part of really sustaining our, our life and well-being moment by moment. So giving some room for all of that bodily life to do what it needs to be doing. It's part of the benefit of an upright quality in the posture. It also brings a sense of alertness. and intentional engagement, which is really helpful. And also then balancing that with this invitation to relax, to soften, to allow those parts of your body that aren't required for sitting upright, to begin to gently release any holding or tightness or contractedness they may have, without demanding that they do so, because we can't always make that happen, but we can invite the possibility, we can give permission to our body to begin to let go. And it will do so in its own good time. But sometimes can be useful just to breathe out. As we breathe out, feeling that softening, relaxing quality. Perhaps allowing the shoulders to soften down gently. And the chest can be open. 
the belly soft and letting it hang out a little if it wants to, not having to hold your belly in, as we can sometimes get into doing. Just let your belly have all the room that it might like to take up. I know mine quite likes having a bit of extra space. And so sitting on the earth, upright, at ease, bringing an alert and yet relaxed attentiveness to this experience of your body, sitting here just as it is, and tuning in to the breathing that takes place in your body, just however your body is breathing right now. not trying to fix your attention to a particular point or tightly grab hold of the breathing and somehow grip onto it so that we aren't distracted by something else. But seeing if we can bring some interest to this, again as if we were talking with a friend who we might really want to connect with. What is it to bring attention to this breathing body, perhaps in that way. It's like, oh, I'd like to get to know this experience. And this breathing body is our greatest friend in so many ways it serves our well-being. Certainly one of our greatest friends, or can be. And however the breath is experienced by you, however your body is breathing right now, just noticing this, whether it's long or short, deep or shallow, rough or smooth, whether you notice it in the whole rippling flow of sensation that's taking place as the air is drawn in through your nostrils and moves down through your throat into your chest, which expands and extends and as your belly rises while you breathe in. Or the whole ripple and flow of experience as your belly drops and the chest softens and descends and the air moves up through the throat and out through the nostrils. Maybe some particular part or that whole process, one aspect of it may stand out a little more and that's fine. But letting your attention be open in the field of your body, particularly within the torso. And just tuning in to this breathing process as you sit here, just as you are. Again, as I said last night, if you find it useful or helpful to bring the soft open palm of your hand in gentle contact with the upper abdomen or lower chest, just softly allowing that contact to give a more clear reference for the, the movement, the rhythm and the experience of breathing in your body. You can employ that if, it, if it's useful for you. And if you don't feel too much at all of the breathing, it's okay just to notice the sense of contact with the earth 
the firmness under your bottom, your legs, your knees, your feet. Sense of the whole body extending up, upright, into the sky. And just this felt sense of body sitting here. To know this is, is sufficient as a support for being awake and present. And this quality of kindly and allowing attention that doesn't demand the experience to be a particular way or for you to perform a particular or successful meditative exercise, but just seeing what's possible here. in giving yourself to this experience. Understanding in this way that meditation is an act of generosity, of giving ourselves the space to be, of giving us experience the space to be. And so this quality of attention, this, this, this non-judging, non-evaluating, not needing to analyze or explain the experience, to label it good or bad, but just to know it. So far as we're able. And if you become lost or disconnected, just begin again, wherever you are. Coming back into contact with your body, with the breathing, and starting again from there.
beginning again, right where you are, reconnecting with this body breathing, sitting right here, just as it is. Being mindful and conscious of this experience right now, just as you are. moment by moment, breath by breath, just being right here where you are and conscious of this.
so the uh, Buddha taught this practice that we've begun to explore in, in all postures. So we've started to dip our toe into the sitting posture and we get now to move into the lovely practice of uh, walking meditation which it seems is uh, of real relevance for many of us in the lives that we lead. We lead dynamic lives, we're, we're moving a lot of the time and when we are moving those habit patterns of, of moving to get somewhere are strong. For many of us a lot of the walking we do in each day is to get from somewhere to somewhere else and we can notice that kind of experience of being a little bit ahead of ourselves somehow kind of leaning into the next moment. So this is a, a posture and practice that seems to be in certain settings really emphasized for, for our conditioning, our backgrounds. And as we've mentioned a few times already, this, uh, this practice in a way is exactly the same. And that's part of the beauty of it. We can, we can access this orientation in any situation in our life. And we've spoken about the usefulness of supports, of coming into contact with the body and, and practicing and familiarizing ourselves with that. But it's very much the purpose to be able to bring this into all situations in our life. So in a sense, when the bell rings in the hall, it's the end of one shape, but it's the beginning of another. And this is a way that we can relate to, to uh, what we're up to here on retreat. So the practice of walking meditation, the same way as uh, sitting in a way, we, we, we kind of contain it a little bit. And this is really, really useful. But for those of us doing it for the first time, you might think this might look a bit weird, which on, on some level it, it, it kind of does. But it has real value to take the whole uh, tendency and habit pattern towards going somewhere. Oh, that looks nice over there. I'll go there. And so we set ourselves up... Uh, a space maybe about the width of this hall and we simply walk back and forwards. It's as simple as that. And of course we notice the times where the mind wanders and does what it does and we begin again. So whenever we, we notice ourselves having become a little bit lost, we just make contact with the body and begin again. So we're walking with the eyes open which is really neat because we, we get to that sense of kind of receiving life and at the same time being closer to ourselves in the body. And this can feel really quite rich. So it's really nice, as Jan, I was mentioning, with the sitting posture, we kind of go to that place of feeling the support of the earth beneath our feet. So as we're simply walking on the earth, we allow the awareness to kind of relax and drop down towards the feet and this can be the place that we keep returning to this can feel nice and simple in a way and we can feel that contact with the earth so it's a little bit different from uh, a kind of uh, awareness of lo somehow looking down at our feet which we might be a bit used to in, uh, when we're walking around uh, in, in our daily lives and this is a little bit more kind of in the feet in a way sensing in the feet and just noticing what that feels like. It feel quite organic in some ways. So the practice is much about just simply beginning again. Powerful seeds are sown when that happens. And we have this clear intention to wholeheartedly 
participate in the practice. And really that's the, the kernel of where this practice really begins to unfold. That, that clear intention to really show up and do it. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen during the, the, the period. We're not quite sure where the mind's going to go. It's, it's going to go all sorts of places. And yet there are those moments where we can just reconnect and begin again. So it can be nice with this to kind of sense into what feels like a nice pace to walk in terms of where you're at. But generally it can be a little bit useful to to slow down somewhat. Um, so there's no kind of particular pace to be doing this. You, you don't need to, to walk super slow or anything like that. But generally just slowing things down kind of takes us a little bit off the treadmill. Um, so just feeling into what feels useful for yourself in that. And it can, it can be really nice when you reach the end of your walking path just to pause, reconnect, just kind of notice where you're at and just stand for a little while and then slowly turn around and begin walking back again. And any time it feels useful to stop and pause, feel free to do that. Just reconnecting. And this is the, the simplicity of, of what we're up to here. Simple practice, but somehow the doorway to rich experience. Okay, so maybe we'll just together get a little bit of a feel for this. This, this practice will be very familiar to some of you, but for some of you this is probably the first time. So maybe if we just all stand up together, just find a little bit of space. of orienting towards inhabiting this body and this practice and then it might be you can begin to notice that feeling of support beneath your feet so again feel into the, the kind of upward support from the ground it might be you notice the sensations at the feet or it may be you just have a, have a general sense of the feet on the ground. And so what we'll do is we'll just shift the weight into the right foot. Just notice what that feels like to release the weight on the left foot. And then we'll just take a little step forwards Noticing what that feels like for the weight to go into the right foot, the left foot then. And then bring the other foot alongside. Just noticing how that feels. So this is the general kind of area for awareness to go and of course as we move around we're going to be touched by different things the eyes are open 
and so we can receive life and at the same time we can explore what it's like for awareness just to go begin again at the feet and allow your body to take you for a walk. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.